from MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we get back to basics of home ownership 101. If there was an emergency, could you locate all the things to turn off? Water? gas, power, all that stuff. Uh, if you have any of these questions, uh, and if they scare you at all, like they do me, uh, give us a call. Also, throughout the hour, we'll answer your home improvement calls and emails. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing today? Pam, Jeff? Good morning. I hope everybody's got their long johns on. It yes. 27 degrees at my house this morning. Good grief. It's Mississippi. Is your heater broke? Right. I was, well, that was outside, hey. silly. Oh, outside. I thought you said at in my house. I was about to say, as as a contractor yourself, uh, that's just laziness. Yeah, I'd have to. Yeah. Man, I just have to fire myself right. if it was 27 <laughs> degrees on the Right. <laughs> so uh, what, what have you been working on this week, Pam? Well, I actually have a good little DIY project. I own some antique furniture, and I've got this beautiful uh, oak table that, you know, you open it up, and you've got the leaves that you can put in the middle. Yeah. And I thought I'd try something different. I Instead of putting the table in the middle of the room, I wanted to take the leaves out so one side was flat and push it up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And it just, then that way I've got three chairs and it doesn't take up nearly as much room in this little sitting area. So I had to remove one of the leaves by unscrewing the, because they have these little wood panels. Right, anyway, right. long story short, had to break out the, uh, the um, table saw. And so put on my safety glasses and ripped myself a little four-inch piece of oak, uh-huh. sanded it down, stained it, and I'm getting ready to um, – it fits perfectly on the little exposed brackets there, so right. I'm going to screw that in. And just in time for a few little socially distanced guests this weekend. Very cool. Okay. Uh-huh. Very cool. That that's a neat idea. Very very cafe like cafe Pam. Cafe Pam. That's right. right. Cafe Pammy. And yeah. as a bonus, it's it's my birthday Saturday. So oh, congratulations! Uh, yeah, I'm getting older and older. I know, man. Forties forties <laughs> not long for you now. So I, well, let's let's say sixty, which right. is the new forty. <laughs> hey, hey, Pam, Pam, I don't. I'm in that boat with you. I don't call it getting older. I call it getting much better. Right, right. There you go. Refined. And, and I, I, listen, yeah, I celebrate every wrinkle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, hey, well, um, Jeff, what did you work on? Well, this is uh, this is a horrible thing, but it's a... Um, well, it's, for, it's by all means, put it on the show if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's reality. We okay. are presently poking 35 holes under this very nice couple's home. Uh-huh. And um, most of them are inside. Uh, very few are outside. So we are 
Uh, we are actually lifting this house to cure some foundation issues. Um, and I look, I say it all the time. Remove the water from around your house. Yeah. That's the key. Whatever it takes. It doesn't take a does it take a drain? Does it take gutters? Does it take grading? Whatever it takes to get the water removed from around your house, get the water removed and keep that soil dry. Wow. All right. I guess a uh, a lesson to be learned there. Well, uh, the what the trouble I got into this weekend was very Pinterest like. Uh, my wife kind of saw something online, or or she had seen something in the past. Here's here's what it is. Okay, do you guys? Uh, now, I know since we've talked about age, you'll understand what I'm talking about here. You know what a record crate looks like? A crate for records, you know, like those old wooden crates that you used to put your records in? Anybody? No? Do they stand up? Do they stand up I or do. do you stack them? You know, the I, little wooden no, crates. I, okay. I know, exactly what, I know exactly what it was, and I can tell you the album that I had facing at all times. Oh, really? If you want me to. Yeah, go. Almond Brothers eat a peach. Okay. Well, okay, so so here's the deal. Uh my wife got two of two of those crates, like they you know, just a standard size crate that you would use to carry, you know, milk jugs or carry like we used to use them for record holders. But anyway, uh got two of those crates and she showed me a picture of what she wanted to do. She wanted to make kind of lifted seats out of these. Um, so what I did is I put legs on, uh, put legs on them, four legs a piece. Uh, then I made tops with, with the uh, uh, fabric, meaning wood, you know, covered, covered wood, fabric, covered wood and painted the crates and everything. And what we turned out with was just the coolest little, chair Heidi space right so uh you've got a a seat to sit on that's about as high as an ottoman feels like it too it's about you know almost that big too because it's a crate right so it's about as high as an ottoman and you can take the top off and put your blankets or magazines or whatever in there put the top back on anyway it looks awesome i don't i don't know where she got it from but it looks awesome we made it so anyway and it's purple very right. cool. Oh, uh-huh. and then it's purple. That's even better. Well, she picks all the colors. I, oh, okay. I'm yeah. just labor yeah. at the house. I don't nice. make decisions. I'm just labor. <laughs> all right. You're a smart guy. You're a smart guy. All right. Harry's on the line in Gaucher. What's going on, Harry? Man, I'm I'm just still stuck on the purple ottoman made of uh, album crates. Man, your wife <laughs> sounds like a real hippie. She's cool and very much a hippie, yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had the Eat a Peach album, too, in my milk crate. What I'm thinking about, I'm trying to find a switch that I can put to interrupt my hot water heater. I've got a 220 hot water heater, and, um, you know, in my house, I don't need hot water all the time. But I don't want to go to the trouble of pulling that big, giant 220 plug out of the 220 socket in the wall. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, I couldn't, I can't find a, uh, a switch to like wire in in between the plug into the wall and my hot water tank where I can turn that off. 
uh, when I'm not there, you know, because sometimes I'm not there two or three days in a row. Yeah, lots you of know? folks can do this because they have uh, vacation areas and they only have it turned on at certain times. I'm not exact. I always just assumed that was uh, old school, kind of based on a timer, but today maybe a smart device. Jeff, have you worked with this? Well, this is this is what I would do. Uh, and this your breaker box. You probably have a dedicated circuit just to that to that heater, to that water heater. Um, go over to your breaker box, throw your breaker. Now the heater's off. I used to do it at, at our fish camp. Damn it, Jeff. That's so simple. Why didn't I think of that, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, you know, why, why am I worried about all that? Okay, that's great. Thanks, man. Okay. Y'all have a great day. Are you serious? What just happened? (laughs) Another crazy solved. With Jeff walking over and flipping the switch? Is that what just happened? That's what happened. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, take some more calls at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. I do have an email I want to get to that, that I, I thought this was really interesting. We talked a couple, of weeks, uh, a couple of weeks ago about insurance, and we do occasionally cover that topic on the show because it comes up so much here in Mississippi. Well, anyway, got an email. Love your show. I own and manage uh, many commercial and industrial properties. And I have owned homes in storm-prone South Florida and South Mississippi. I agree about using a high deductible. This is something that uh, that uh, that was mentioned on the show. I think, Jeff, you may have mentioned something like that. But, he says, after suffering major tornado damage at several properties, I can testify that over a lifetime, insurance is worthless. Based on the insurance company stalling and underpayment for claims and jack up in premiums to recover any claims they do pay out. I would be way ahead if I had gone without insurance and just paid for repairs myself, even major repairs. But, of course, not an option for owners who have financing. Uh, Quote at the end, don't buy the extended warranty on your new toaster, and don't waste your money on homeowner's insurance. What a racket, Charles. Wow. Wow, Charles is not happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I hate that Charles is having that experience. Now, I will agree with him. Do not that the extended home warranty, um, the extended home here, the extended home warranty deal. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. I don't want to say all of them. I'm going right. to say the ones I've been involved with. Right. Is, is not not worth the money, in my opinion. Lord. Okay. All right. Well, uh, if you'd like to get an opinion on about that, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. When we come back, we're going to have some tips for knowing where your home shutoff valves are. So stay tuned. If you have any questions about your recent home improvement projects, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. 
On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Listening to Fix It 101 on MPV Think Radio. A little almond flavor here this morning. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at Online. Dot org. Very cool, Java. Great leader. Appreciate that. All right. Um, you know what? We talked before the break. We were going to talk about valves. And I know this sounds like the most snooze fest in the world, but it's something that you really need to know. And and I've worked with this myself. I don't know how many times, especially the the water valve, the one that turns off the local water to my house. Yeah, that that one pays off to know where it is anyway. Uh, there are two types of shutoff valves, really. There, There's a main or a master, say, like the one that I just mentioned that turns off the water to your whole home, right? And then there are individual or supply sides. Uh, and this is for a specific appliance like a single toilet or, um, you know, a fixture of some sort of a sink, something like that, where you've got a, a turnoff valve there at the sink. So there you go. Uh, you've got a, a gas shutoff valves. You've got a street side gas valve. You've got a house side gas valve. Uh, you've got a high pressure natural gas system and a local valve. Uh, and this is the the lever type handle that controls gas flow to an individual appliance, kind of like uh, to a gas stove, something of that nature. Um, so those are things that you want to look like uh, look for, especially at the appliance side. Um. Anyway, you know what? We've got a, a full trove of calls here. I, I think, I think, uh, uh, Jim is on the line at Wade. What's going on, Jim? Hey, good morning. Morning. And good morning. Can Can you hear me? Oh yes, I can. And in reply to the valve that you just mentioned, yes. Please back up and tell the people. When they turn that valve on after shutting it off to go easy, let the water slightly flow in. Don't just bam, turn it on. Slam it off. Because water pressure, water pressure, I think you will agree, water pressure can bust a pipe. Oh, yeah. Uh, Water pressure was the reason for me spending $50,000 at my house. So. Exactly. Because so a pipe. Ease, so if they'll just ease that valve back on and let the water flow slowly and then go all the way. Thank you for the tip. Well, that 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 was extra after having, have, listening to your um, previous comment. My brother-in-law in North Carolina had eat a peach in his <laughs> record holder, and it was on the outside of his record uh, holder, and he loved the Almond Brothers so much that he named his son Jacob Dwayne Phelps. 
No way. Look, I, I got to be honest. I, I'm not sure all of you are telling the truth. I do know I'll say this. Uh, many of the record crates that I used to have back in the day were Peaches record crates. You know what I'm saying from Peaches Records? Anybody? Yes. Yes, but oh, the, oh, well. the Eat a Peach is is their most famous, right. their number one album. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, thanks I for calling, Jim. I'm telling you the absolute truth. Good, good. I appreciate it, Jim. All right, let's keep on moving. Uh, we want to talk to Chico now in uh, Enville. What's going on, Chico? Uh, I, uh, well, first I wanted to say happy birthday to Pam. Happy birthday, Pam. Oh, thank you. You're exactly one month older than me. Right, 39 again. <laughs> we barely missed the Eisenhower administration. Um, <laughs> Going back to, to what Jeff, I, was, I had a question for Jeff, and it's not really a home improvement question, but I can turn it into one. Okay. Uh, I was wondering, you know, those uh, those Peaches record crates, I think that was started by Peaches, the record chain, like you alluded to, yeah. but I know we had them at Album Alley and Tupo also. And I was wondering if Jeff had the Almond Brothers on the front because it was the Eat a Peach record and it was a Peaches record crate or because it was alphabetical. Really? Is that where the show has gone? <laughs> we started out fixing get off stuff. I'm organize your records. Right, right. Yeah. First, first of all, I'm not that smart. Right. The, reason, the reason that record was the very first record is because that was my, and it still is, I think it's the best, um, um, uh, what's it called, uh, Music. group. Music. Uh, of, of all time, at their number one song, we can every one of us can 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 relate to this, and I don't care if you're eight or eighty. Um, Whipping Post, okay, the number one song, number one group. All and, right. uh, uh, well, that's that. Whipping Post. That's how I can turn it into a home improvement. Question. There you go. <laughs> uh, my uh, my beautiful redheaded woman. She uh. is not hip to me bringing in all my record crates full of records into the house proper. Right. And I say that it would improve our home if I went to the end of all music, the record store on the square in Oxford, and bought different records every week and changed them out, which were on the front, to add pizzazz to the house. See, you're not thinking big enough. <laughs> Chico, you're thinking big enough. What you need is a new space for those records that you'll build out yep. back. That's that will be, the show. That's right. That's it. That's it. I'll hire Jeff and get Pam to inspect it. Thank well, you. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. <laughs> we appreciate it, Chico. All right. Real quick. I got a, uh, an email here that I want to go to and catch you. This, I, I, I just saw. Oh, oh, oh let's take a, a call from Timothy. Oh, Timothy off the grid. That's our guy. Timothy, you with Good us? Good morning, lads and lady. <laughs> Good morning. You. Good morning. And happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. All right. I see it at the Allman Brothers compound right outside of Warner oh, Roberts, Georgia. <laughs> on 41. Back when Dwayne was alive. Okay. Actually, the summer before he died. You know? But <laughs> the reason I'm calling is about this, this electric and... Uh, gas bills, you know, you don't have to have one. You know, I, I, I built a um, biodigester, just go to homebiodigester.org or .com, 
you can find the instructions. You can build it yourself from the old IBC and just put your yard clippings in there. So you prime it with a little bit of, of cow manure, fresh cow manure. Right. And then then you, everything you put in there, you know, turns into gas, and you can run your house off it, you know. Folks, if you don't know, if you uh, if you're new to the show, Timothy calls us often. He's in uh, Louisiana, and he lives literally off the grid. He pays for no power, no water, no uh, pretty much. Any, well, you do buy gas, don't you, Timothy? No, I don't buy it anymore. You don't buy it anymore. Are you, are you going to tell me now you're making your own gas? That's right. That's right. Look at home, homebiodigester.com. Okay. For the instructions, free instruction, brother. For less than $100 in, in, in parts, you can make your own biodigester. That's crazy. Thank hey, but, you, Timothy. Timothy, I got, a, I got a question. How much did you have to pay for the cow? I didn't. I borrow, you know, I've got friends with cows. Right, yeah. <laughs> got friends with cows. <laughs> got friends with right. cows. Like, how much That's you all. Get that in the whole different song. It all right. It takes <laughs> one five-gallon bucket to start it, you know? This show could Do not you, have gone lower, really. We're now talking about buckets hey, of. So I know. And then do you tip the cow when you go get them in there? <laughs> Folks, you know what? This is a great, great shot. Great time for a break to break up this craziness. <laughs> Lost all control, buddy. Right, yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> Timothy, uh, Timothy off the grid, we appreciate you calling in this morning. I am going to go to a question that we were emailed in. Okay, so here we go, guys. You ready? What is the – I love this question. What is the name of the product which looks like stucco but is styrofoam or maybe some other material? Is it fire resistant? Seems to be insulated in some way as the house is not drafty. What is the best product to repair small chips or holes? I'm not sure to what she is referring. Uh, I know what it. I know what it is. I know. I know. It sounds like stucco. What do you think it is? No, it's called Eve's Exterior Insulated Finishing System. And it is a styrofoam board that is put over a substrate, and then they put a finishing coat on the top, and it will get nicked. A finishing a coat of, or, of concrete? No. The finishing coat? No, it's, no? A, it's a plaster. It's oh, okay. exterior grade. That's the easiest way to say it, but yeah. And there were some, there were some like, Sean, no big-time lawsuits about this stuff up in uh, North Carolina back in the 80s. Really? And um, they've gotten better with it, uh-huh. um, but if it's not put up right, Jeff can yeah. follow me well, on this, but if you don't flash it right, you got a problem. Yeah. But that's with yeah. anything. Pam, now, you, you can you can correct me if I'm wrong. I and, and, and I agree with you. There's been many, many lawsuits over this product. My opinion, I don't think the product is bad. I think the installation of the product is bad. I agree. That's exactly the Which problem. caused, you know, water intrusion. I, I cannot tell you how many jobs that, that we've done personally in this town simply over improper installation of EAPS. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm almost sorry to tell Jan from Brandon she's got that issue. 
Uh, well, well, she may not have. Right. You know, not. you don't know if there's a problem until you start doing some tests. Yeah, or she was asking how to fix the the where, you know, life happens. Uh a little hole um, or something, you know, maybe nick the garage on the way in with your car. Yeah, you can patch it. Yeah, there's patching, but you want to make sure that it's not at a flashpoint. In other words, don't be fixing damages that are like beneath a gutter or near a roof line because then you could really mess it up right but just i think you can i don't know if there are kits jeff do you know jeff what if there's repair kits yeah yeah like a patch kit for the finishing coat on that here's the issue that you have with that um you're you're not gonna yes short answer is yes you can repair it the long answer to this is it's not going to match. Right. So, um, it might be even smarter to uh, possibly get some sealant that is a very close color and then get a, a color paint match to simply dive on that sealant. Might be the best way to go. Okay. And you can paint this cladding. I mean, Absolutely. you can. I mean, you could come in and paint the whole house a different color if you want to. Right. Okay. All right, folks. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. We're going to go ahead and take another break, and uh, we will come back where we can continue helping with your home improvement projects and uh, talking about how to use your different shutoff valves around the house. So stay tuned. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast. AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. Believe it or not, a home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. And licensed contractor Jeff Sammons is, uh, from Houseworks has stepped away. If uh, you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. And now uh, for... All Stitcher app users, you can now find us on there. There you go. Well, that's, that's a great thing. That's new. Now, Jason, I was going. I was just. I had to comment because with the pandemic and everybody being so socially distanced, especially uh-huh. with the show um, and people using Zoom, there have been many things that have happened during live interviews and things like dogs barking, the oh, yeah. kids running into the room. But oh, I think yes. I think Pam may have set a first while she is re- <laughs> adding logs to, to the a, fire to the fire during the during the show during the break. <laughs> yeah, she just just like grabbing hey, wood. Yeah, you only thought I was kidding when I said I heat my house with wood. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I really do. Well, well, and we we saw that. I'm I'm very impressed. And and you know what, you I want to say that you work smart, Pam. 
uh, when we're, I, I, we're sitting here on Skype, we can see Pam working in the background, and she's bringing in uh, firewood on <laughs> on a on a, on a uh, what do you call it? A, uh, on the break. I'm like, oh, we got a commercial. I need. No, firewood. no, no, no. I'm talking about on your, a hand truck. A hand truck. Yeah, you're oh, using a hand truck. truck. Oh, is so, that not awesome? Well, yeah. see, I wouldn't have thought of that. I would have put six of those big old logs in my hand and tried to get into my house <laughs> with it. Taking, you know, taking the uh, the door trim off on the way in, um, that's working smart. Here's here's an example of that that I saw this week. And remember this. Here's your uh, here's your working smart, not hard for the day. Uh, put some eggs on the ground. My German shepherd went after those eggs on the paper plate for like a minute and couldn't get a hold of it. Then my lab walked up to that plate, put his foot on it and ate the eggs. <laughs> That's working smart, not hard. That's working smart. There you go. All right. uh, Isaiah is on the line in Arkansas. So let's uh, let's go to him. What's going on? Hey, it's a she. Uh, About six months ago, back in July, I called in because I was building a custom house in rural Arkansas. And -hmm. I was advised to do the to material labor plus fee, which is what we negotiated. And I got a contract and all that. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward six months later. Uh, and I paid the subcontractors directly, right? Right. Now I'm about, the fee was about 15% or so. Right. But now when I did all of my budget, got all of my numbers and pulled it together, I'm about $25,000 over budget Whew. for material and labor. And I had to come up because I put everything on credit cards or I paid with a check or whatever. So I know exactly how much I've spent. Right now, but I haven't paid the final fee. The house is pretty much done. In fact, I moved in it without a kitchen because the cabinet guy hasn't come through yet. Right. Um, but now the question is, how do I resolve this issue of over overpaid, over budget? Hmm. Or this- you know, there's so many variables there because were right. there any change orders or did you go exactly with what uh, was bid? Right. We went with, I think because of the cost of of material and so forth, but I think I was kind of irritated with the contractor because why am I now discovering this? Why had you not kept track of the money spent? But because I'm paying the subcontractors directly, I was just, you know, writing checks, using credit cards, whatever. But he said he thought it was going to balance out in the end. This you is know, this this is your main contractor, your general contractor. Con- exactly. So you paid the subs, but you still Correct. had a general. Now, typically, right. I will say this: the the general contractor has usually already worked deals with uh, groups of subs, uh, right? And they only pay them so much for for so much work. And I don't I don't know if maybe the subs asked you for more than they would ask for the general contractor. Oh, no, no, no. It was the general contractor who was telling me that, oh, you need to write a check now to this sub or to oh, that okay. person. Okay. So he's the one that came back, and I basically just wrote a check to that entity. Hmm. Yeah. You know, one thing that could – and, I, you know, I hate Jeff stepped away because yeah. he, could, he could really um, address this better than I could. But one of the things that you said that was interesting to me was, um, <clears throat> you know, with COVID – Building materials have gone up tremendously. I mean, right. it's ridiculous 
how much stuff right. is right now. So you may have just gotten caught in a bad situation, in a pandemic. I think that's exactly what happened um, because even the cabinet guy, we negotiated back in October the cost of the cabinet. His price of the material, he said, has gone up almost 20% since October. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's nuts. Look, next week, uh, I tell you what, if you listen next week, we'll talk about this at the top of the show with Jeff, um, who, who's probably a lot more experienced with this. But I, I do want to say I am very sorry that this happened to you. And 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 we did talk during this the pandemic specifically. And boy, uh, early in the pandemic, you know, the the, the first few months. Uh, the the issue wasn't just that the wood was expensive; it was getting it. That's why yeah, it was so expensive. You couldn't buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could mm-hmm. you could go down to your local Home Depot, and there'd be like two two by fours left, and they were bent. So, um, right. Uh, so, well, I guess yeah, one that, of the questions too now, since his fee is probably about twenty thousand dollars, which I haven't paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wondering to what degree? It's like you know what. You just don't get the rest of your fee because of these overruns. I don't know if that's ethical or. I, think- I would advise against that because if you've signed a contract <laughs> saying you're going to pay so actually, much. Actually, technically, we never signed it. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's. I would never. But I don't well, want to do would- him injustice either, though. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I would never. Any- I would never. Um, advised to not pay your no, contractor, no. especially if the work was provided. <laughs> the work was yeah, provided. Yeah, they, they said they were going to do. Yeah. You right. don't want it because, see, what's unfortunate is that you're penalizing people for something they had no control over. I agree with you. I think my only issue is that why am I now having to find that out and inform you of hmm. these overruns? Now, I don't have the numbers by by line item, like framing, excavation, painters. I just know I wrote these checks to these different entities. The electrician, yes. The plumber, yes. Mm -hmm. But when he goes Mm -hmm. to a company to get lumber, this or that, I don't know where that falls within a line item. Right. Um, Like the lumber companies and those kind of places. But I guess I'm a a little concerned that, I'm now running my numbers, and based on my numbers, there's this significant overrun, but you didn't catch it. The contractor, you mean? The contractor, because he's not dispersing right. the money. I think, guess that's why he's not keeping track. Right. Well, do yeah. be listening at the top of the next show, because we're really going to address this. Uh, it's, a, it's a great question, and I would love to talk to the most experienced contractor in the room. And okay. uh, so. just, just one final question. In terms of the final close that you were talking about switches and on that. So before we finalize everything, would you advise to walk through this house to learn out where all these turnoff valves and all that are located? Oh, please have I that. I haven't done that yet. You really need to go find those turnoff valves. Here's the issue. If you have, say, some sort of water line uh, burst in the home, you can simply go to one spot closer to the street and and turn this off with a single with a single turn of a valve. Um, you can turn off the water and stop your home from being flooded. Now you might get wet and make a big mess, but it won't make uh, it won't make damage to your home, right? Gotcha, um, Jason. We we do in, in all of our inspections. We tell folks where their shutoff valves are. 
Right. And if in new construction, my experience has been a lot of times the builder or one of their foremen will take the buyer through the house and say, this is how you operate your gas logs. This is where the shutoff valve is. Right. But someone so, does need to do that with you because the, those valves are very important, especially if your home has gas. Uh, you yeah. always need to know where to turn off the gas. Always, always, always. And uh, the water and then the power, you need to know how to do that easily and safely. So okay. uh, have somebody run that through for you because it can save your home in the end. Perfect. I'll do that today. All right. Thank you very much, ma'am. You have a great day. Thanks. Bye now. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, and, oh, another email. I'm loving this. And Okay, this is going to be a neat little story here, Pam. I found an email from this show in 2015, I was reading some old emails, and I came across this great emails about court floors in the kitchen. And I remember answering this emails, this email, you know, back then. And she says, "What are the problems with the flooring? Um, I've seen it in the past; it worked very well." I will say, court floors were not something that we saw a lot of until they kind of came back in. Recently, people started putting a few more in. But over time, I want to ask our inspector, when you go into homes, Pam, and you find a floor, what what would you say is the the floor that uh, stays the longest? We'll, we'll start there. What's the floor you want to be there the longest? Tile? Well, slab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Concrete? Concrete. Right. Okay. Um, so, okay, of the different Next floors. Question. Yeah, of the different floors, let's say you have the, the pergo-type floor, which is the manufactured wood kind of thing, right? Then you have the uh, the new vinyl style of that kind of plank flooring that you would lay down that's a little more durable. What happens to those more organic floors like uh, people were putting down cork and bamboo and things like that, did they hold the test of time that you've seen? I tell you, bamboo is hard. That's that that stuff is, but it's it can be a little pricey, but it will last forever. Really? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's I put some down. This is kind of a funny story. I I did this inspection for these folks, and there was a flood, and so they had to redo. Uh, some flooring and they had some bamboo left over and I went over to help them with something and I said you doing anything with that bamboo and they said no so I loaded it up and brought it back and put it in my closet right and it's <laughs> awesome I mean it's just it is solid I'm not sure I'm gonna put cork in my kitchen I started whenever I heard that I was like hmm why is that because it's porous yeah I mean if you drop I mean, what are you doing in your kit? Well, some people aren't, but, right. you know, I'm cooking in my kitchen, and so I've got my olive oil in one hand and my salt and pepper in right. the other. And, you know, you put you get that on that cork, that's going to be kind of gross. Right. Okay. I want something solid. That's why tile's been good. And some of these really high-end houses I've been seeing, Heart of Pine, and they're just putting that everywhere. Really? And the thing about that is that you can scratch it, you know. They used to, I don't I hate Jeff in here, but they used to take chains and beat the crap out of that stuff and then stain it, and All it right. looked like it was distressed. Oh, wow. That's a neat yeah, idea, Yeah, and then it though. doesn't matter if you're, 
Well, if your German Shepherd runs across there and scratches it, it doesn't matter. It's already scratched. That's true. <laughs> and and I'm sure she tried. She's just the dumbest dog in the world. So, anyway. oh, I'm sorry. It's yeah, not her fault. What just, does that say about you, Jason? Hey, look, the other dog, dog was really smart. <laughs> It's the dog's <laughs> fault, not mine. <laughs> Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Uh, time to take another break. You still have time to get your home improvement questions answered this morning. So call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspector Like a Girl. And licensed contractor Jeff Sammons has stepped out uh, from Houseworks. And, uh, you know, this morning this morning is going kind of uh, crazy weird, but we do have a couple of calls coming in. I do want to mention this. Okay, I want everyone to remember exactly a year back from today. This is going to be crazy. It's going to be a crazy moment, okay? 2020, you know, full of all kinds of crazy stuff. But at this time last year, we were watching the Pearl River start to swell up and eventually flood around mid-February. The, the whole virus thing hadn't even, it wasn't even a, a thought on our mind at that point. But, but yeah, at this That's time. crazy. I, I know. It's like, that seems like such a normal problem to have. You know, <laughs> hey, it's flooding like it's done ever since the beginning of time. So anyway, yeah, we just put a pandemic on top of it. That made it a lot of fun for those folks. Right. All right. So let's go to uh, Randy and Terry, who needs help with a wheelchair ramp. Are you there, Randy? Yes, I am. So what's going on? I've got uh, a need a wheelchair ramp. Uh, when I live in the house, it's about four feet off the ground. It's got uh five steps going up to it. Uh-huh. I've got all the room in the world to put the wheelchair ramp in, but I need to know, one, what the uh, dimensions need to be, and two, actually, who could do it? Okay, so um, one, you need to know what your dimensions would be, and two, who could do it. First of all, uh, while, while, Pam gets, uh, while Pam runs your numbers, um, I'm going to tell you one of the things, and and you're in Terry, so this is you know you'll have plenty of contractors around. So what what I'd like you to do is to have you ever heard us talk about the website to find contractors? Uh, yes, I have. Yes, okay, I have. that it's probably your best way to go. The the uh, the uh, home builders associations in the state, MHI. You can Google that MHI. Uh, here in Mississippi, Mississippi Housing Institute, um, and 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 also, like I said, MSBOC, Mississippi State Board of Contractors, 
us. Try those and find you someone who is licensed. This is a big deal, the wheelchair ramp. It's not just something you can put up and um, not follow the rules. Oh, I know. This is, this is big. Because it need- this is, I'm mom, so I'm like, eh. Yeah, no, it needs to be precise and safe. Pam, so what have you come up with? Well, there's some specifications that you could uh, look up online if you want it done in wood. But they've also got, now you can buy these that are metal. So it will really depend on, you know, are you do, are you wanting it to look good or are you just needing something functional? Interesting. Um, so, you know, whoever does it, you want to make sure that they're ADA compliant. And, you know, Jeff talks about that all the time. And right. then you're going to look at your specifications because you've got to have a five by five flat, you know, landing at the top and the bottom. Yeah, it's turn around. Six inches wide. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to have a place to rest, a way for the doors to open. There's just a lot that goes into it. So um, I'm Definitely. not sure that I wouldn't just contact Jeff. Um his company, since they do that, and see, well, and see what he says. I would say, poke around, look for your favorite contractor. I can't, unfortunately, endorse anyone, but I will tell you, you do want to find someone qualified, certified, and ADA compliant in this particular instance. So that would be something that you would ask your contractor in particular Great. about Great. ADA so, compliance. Well, that, and also, uh, uh, like my mom said, you know, it's got to look good. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, then you're you're not. She's not gonna do metal. If right. Mama no. wants it to look good. You're gonna do a nice wood platform. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. Anyway, I thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. And, and you know, when you're looking for a contractor, folks, uh, and we talk about this quite a lot, but you know, one of the great places to find a good contractor is someone that you trust that has had some work done personally. Uh, and had a good experience with that person. Um, that is a way to go, but remember, every experience differs. But you do want to find somebody licensed, certified to do whatever it is that you're doing to make sure that there's a warranty enough with it. All right. Uh, well, Jason, I think, and even in the, the previous caller, you know, when you're talking about just make sure you've got everything in writing and then communicate. It's all about communicating with the folks you're working with. Right. Um, and there's a lot of people who will claim to be able to do things. You really do need to see paper sometimes. Uh, If you didn't find them through a reputable agency like Mississippi State Board of Contractors, then if you just got it through a friend, you might want to ask them, hey, do you you have any certifications you can show me? Do Do you, I know it says licensed on your van. Do you have any way to show me that you actually are? You know, uh, these are questions that you can ask your contractor. Anyway, uh, if you've got a question for us, you can send it to us at fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Always, you can find the podcast anywhere your favorite podcasts are found. Um, the uh, Hang on. This last question, I'm going to leave you lingering with this one, okay? You ready, Pam? I am and, ready. I'm going to move in the other room so you don't have to listen to my dog bark. Sorry about that, guys. That's Okay. <laughs> Uh, we've gotten used to She's it in a this little thing. fun year that we've been in. All right, so yeah, hello, yeah. 
First, listen to your show each week. Great fun, enjoy, enjoyable, and very informative. Learn something new all the time. A couple of quick questions, even sometimes the wrong thing, I'm sure. A couple of quick questions. We have a basic three-bedroom, two-bath home with a garage under the house. Uh, we want to install a spa jacuzzi-type tub in one of the bathrooms, replacing the basic one, uh, the basic one-piece shower tub enclosure thingy, right? Uh, there's a small room in the garage with a shower and toilet that has been out of uh, use since we bought the house four years ago, and probably longer than that, the wiring for the lighting in that room was rerouted at some point. So somehow we need to buy a spa tub, have that plumbing and lower-level plumbing checked out, and have electrical work done to set up the spa and a lower-level shower room. Question, who is going to do this work? Do we need to work with the spa people, a separate plumber, and a separate electrician? We're not certain how to proceed. What do you suggest? You know, it's funny. We just had that call of the lady who went the the other direction of, of, of doing it herself. What would you say, Pam? I would say I'm going to get somebody that can do it all. Yep, a general contractor that has the folks to hire to get that. That's plumbing, electrical, as and long the whole as nine. Done a, yeah. Uh, yeah, with an Allman Brothers album. Yeah, that's true. Good. Yeah. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Miss Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.